0: <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody to football games on the first and so far only, but always the best English language fo- uh, podcast dedicated to Armenian football. This time is Armin leading the Mepola strings, but Armin Chad is the usual suspects are here
1: as well. How are you guys doing? Hello, no, hello. Hello, doing well? The the reason why I'm hosting
0: today is because we have something th- something special for you, and it is
1: Football Gentleman Future Stars Part Four. So, I, honestly, I'm super excited about this one because for me it's the
0: best one we have so far. Uh, always transfer rumors uh going around, mostly about uh, around football games from future star edward special would be real madrid would it be um what are they, Marseille, but front runners are milan like it could be anywhere but we're not going to focus on a former fu- uh, football game from future stars we are going to be into the future the, the, the actual ones and we have so good some mu- so much good stuff like um i don't know football central future stars part 1 since airing, we had ivan vanchuchen break, breaking all sorts of records in slovakia and poland big money moved to pogon uh, almost Europe. but again fighting for extra class title and uh, european uh, like places Artema Vanesian plays for still plays for ararat armenia um Kalem still shines and leads Urartu this time possibly against Ararat Arminia's and, and Artem Avanesian's uh, Ararat Armenia for the APL title. Check that one out. It's going to be super interesting. Uh, then we have football. Kentron future stars number two, starting with Edward Spetsian. What can you tell me about the young king of Armenian football, uh, newly crowned king? challenge, Eduard Spetsian. run me through him.
2: Everyone knows him right now. That's that's where it got to that point. Eduard Spetsian. he's been. Maybe our top name. Uh, ev everyone knows him, that's that says that says it already double digits for Krasnodar, uh, a, v- a move is imminent, a move is imminent.
1: And what about the rest of the Football Kingdom
0: Future Stars Batch Two? Because there we have had more uh, like interesting things coming up from there. Okay, everyone knows about Eduard Spertian. Everyone loves Eduard Spertian, Armenian or not. Everyone does. But he's not the only uh, Football Kingdom Future Stars Batch Two to have broken through and possibly made history, and it is your boy I'm talking about, Aram Hrant Levon Yeranosyan Mamedova, or as some people wrongfully call him, Amot, Grant Leon
3: Ranos. Talk to me about your boy, Aram. Well, Hrant is a striker, starting striker for FC Bayern 2, which is the B team playing in the Regionale, which is the fourth division in Germany. Uh, he is currently the top goal scorer and assister for the club, uh, having played in domestic competitions and UEFA Youth League for FC Bayern 2 this season. Um, he had a preseason with the first team uh, where he played, I want to say, about somewhere between 60 to 90 minutes, and he scored a brace on his Armenian national team debut versus Cyprus. I think out of all the future star players we've talked about, I think uh, him and Edo are definitely... The, the ones that are shining out the most right now. Um, so shout out to our previous episodes. You should go ahead and listen to those if you haven't already, uh, because we talk in depth about each one of these future stars players, including Haudan's, Um And you can go and listen to those episodes to get a little bit more context and a little bit more understanding. Um, and then if you want to know all about Hudon's brace, you can listen to our previous episode, Where we discussed Armenia versus Turkey and Armenia versus Cyprus.
0: Yes, 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 boy. But enough about why, and honestly, there is no reason enough as to why you should listen to us, but enough about that. Now, on to what to expect from the future. We bring you, as I mentioned, arguably the best football, Canton Future Stars batch so far, starting with. Mark Gevorgian You may have heard about him several times uh, on our show. He is a 2005 right back, 2005 born uh, right back. That makes him what? Yeah, he's currently 17 years old. Uh, pl- Legally, he belongs to RB Salzburg in Austria, like a big Austrian heavyweight club. But he's on loan at FC Liefering, born in Germany. Mark was born in Germany, actually, but made his whole youth career at, uh, as I mentioned, RB Salzburg. And we all know what RB as, uh, I don't know if you can call them an enterprise or a company or whatever, uh, but, but what they stand for, both in business and uh, um, the, the drink, the beverage and mostly in football we know about how they work about their system the huge influence in world football nowadays right uh everyone knows about rb be it rb leipzig rb Salzburg, rb uh, new york Uh, it's like it's huge and mark is one of their investments and always he has always played ahead of his, his age uh he he actually even played for germany under 17 and this must have been like when he was 15 years old or something uh so yeah as we mentioned at club level he played under 16 when he was 14 uh, he played under 17 when he turned 15 under 18 when he turned 16 like that's always uh consistently Two years above his age, he just turned 17, and this season he's played with a youth league for Salzburg. Uh, the like, there's one beautiful thing about Armenian football that we always have one diaspora player at least uh, featuring in UEFA youth league group stages. Uh, once it was Artem Simonian, then it was Nair Uh So many memories. This time it was Mark. And he was one of the high points of the team that made it actually through to round of 16. Uh, he like he assisted on a few games in group stage. He was a star there. And they fell unfortunately just short of Real Madrid. That knocked them down 3-1. But it was 2-1. They were looking for the equalizer, and Madrid uh, put the third through at the when it was dying uh but anyways currently as we mentioned he's on loan at FC liefering what is FC liefering uh there are a club that is a subsidiary that belongs to RB Capital uh that plays second tier uh Austrian football and there like FC liefering is where Salzburg RB Salzburg sends the youth players they are just about to make it to first team so uh, instead of having them wa- warm the bench and then lose confidence and lose form and fitness, they sent them away to their second team that is not uh, like it, it's not playing youth football; is playing actual senior football in second string. So it's a good level, you know. Uh, so just so you get an idea of the type of quality FC Leopold has it's all under 21 players in terms of age uh but legally anyone can play of course uh their goalkeeper is the set the, the Czech republic uh under 19 goalkeeper their stri- the, the their starting striker listen to this one is the ivory coast senior squad uh call up like he's second string for ivory coast senior squad they have also have the Austrian under-19 uh, national team starting lineup, including the right back, much like Mark give again. The right back from Austria under-19 just pledged to represent his ancestral homeland of Morocco uh, for senior football. So this this means, and this was this was awesome. This means that Mark is literally starting over the guy that will be second to Ashraf Hakimi. Uh, that is huge.
3: Not only he, that, there's also yeah. Dario Bielic, who is an uh, Austrian-born Croat who represents Croatia uh, at yeah. the youth international level. So you have a Moroccan, Croatian and German-born Armenian. So a lot of, lots of talent in that right-back position.
0: Exactly. Like He's starting over those guys and uh, like this is just me wishful thinking here. Uh, The Moroccan and Croatian playing for their ancestral homelands, you never know. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, like when we were talking off uh, air, um, Austria has a lot of that. Like you would think Austria, uh, it's Germany, but not quite. Uh, They don't have such a great market at Germany, so it would make a possible decision. Like, it wouldn't be crazy for Mark to represent Austria, hopefully in the future, if he wants. But, bro, I've been looking through the Austrian uh, depth for right back. And it's huge. Like, he would start straight away for us if he were called. Whilst for Austria, you got the Milken Gladbach starter, I think, uh, or a Bundesliga team. PSV starter, uh, playing senior national team for Austria, and that's only going to get worse uh, and more competitive if he wants to represent Austria. I would think the like it would be so reasonable for him to join us right now, and of course the FFA should call him straight away. What do you guys think about this whole national team possibilities for Mark?
3: I think it's a lot more likely than we believe. I, I, we know that the Football Federation has finally started to capitalize on and incorporate youth. Very much probably thanks to uh, Alexander Petrikov, who is clearly one that does not shy away from playing youth. He played uh, 18-year-old Georgi Harutunian, who hadn't played a single senior professional game in his career, started him against Turkey... And he pocketed one of the most informed strikers in La Liga for for 90 minutes. So um, I think it would be a very wise choice, I would say, uh, for the football federation and for Petrikov to make that call to Gevorkian and tell him, hey, look, right now you see you saw our last two games. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's paid attention to it. He is Armenian, of course. Um, and they could say, look, you could clearly see that this spot where you play for a in a very good RB system, where you've played in the UEFA Youth League against some of the most talented youth in the world right now, if not the most talented youth players in the world right now, this spot here is up for grabs in the national team. And you can cement that spot now. Um, I think that's similar to what they did with Hudant. I, I think that's also what they told Naya Tiknizian, um, who I would, I would venture to guess he will start every game for the national team. Um, and, and same that they did with Georgia Harutunian. They told him, there is an opportunity here. You are extremely talented. You can make this position yours. Um, and if and if Mark, you know, I'm not saying Armenia is the, the wise choice, uh, but I do believe in the longevity of what Armenia is currently building. And I think if we can get him to buy into it, I believe the results will will show up. Um not only sooner, uh but I think people will, will start to believe and the team will start to believe a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and I, I've been thinking like this just came to my mind. I mean, we have Hurant, we have Sakwa Damian, we have Edgar Babayan, we have Yechanik Kulbasarian, that is four um current Armenian national team players that are Native uh, German speakers with Mark like that would make so much sense, like so many reasons to pitch him, to pitch it to him, and convince him to join straight away. But we, we we're talking a little bit about the competition for the uh, right back spot and the national team. Um, what do you think uh, Mark's chances of starting are? Uh, Challenge at the national team regarding Ho- Hovane, Saru- um, Hovane Sampatsumian, that is the uh, all time starter for quite a few years now, a decade uh, at that spot. He has been injured. What's the situation there? Would it contribute somehow for Mark choosing to play for us
1: right now if he were called?
2: Just as he said in the video. Uh, which was released a few days ago. Hanpa is out for two months approximately, somewhere there, which means sure. no June window, Ooh. which means there is a gap. And that gap seems likely to be filled by Mark. And something else that Adam said is they're probably using the same system of communication they did with uh, Harant and and Tikhnizyan most likely as well. I see it as a possibility. In my eyes, Mark Mark will be coming. Again, it's a matter of when. Because now now it's a need. This right back issue is a need. The left back position is fixed. Now it's his turn.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, it's. You have Hovos out. You have Jordi Adarat, who I think started on the wrong foot with Petrikov. He's probably not going to get called up. And we are we've been playing Kamo at, at right back. i be he didn't he played okay, uh, but again that's not the long term solution. And Petrikov is looking for the long term solution in his system. He needs a yeah. He needs a good right wing back that is very attack minded. And you know. Mark can fill that void. He has a goal and an assist, and, and he he likes to get up and down. And there's a reason why um, he will fit this because the RB system across all their clubs and all the countries they all play the same. Um, that they have one style of and, and and attacking fullbacks are a very crucial component of that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mark is
0: possibly the one we're putting. A lot of hopes on. um, Like, we need him. And if for some weird reason you're listening to us, Mark, uh, we love you and we need you. Come home. So, on to the second football Canton Future star of the day. Uh, We're going to be talking about Irakli Yegoyan, a winger or slash wide midfielder uh, born in 2004 uh 19 years old, my master, my master on point, um, even though I'm uh, a little bit uh, crooked today, hangover, but I still got it. He plays in Twente, which is a big club in Holland or the Netherlands. I don't know which term is the correct one at this point. But I do know one thing, Adam, you have been talking um, with people from his circles if I'm, uh, I'm not mistaken it was you uh runners through iraqly
3: Goyan. so as you mentioned he is a midfielder uh born in 2004 so at this point he's around uh 17 18 years old uh and he is in the uh Twente academy in the netherlands um having made his first steps in ajax uh so as you know one of the best academies in world football um so he is coming from an area where it's a large Armenian population uh in Almero City and he has already even featured in the 20 uh 20 senior squad bench on a several occasions uh I think similar to um uh similar to a couple of other Armenian national team uh players that <laughs> that we have a lot of a lot of featuring on the bench but not actually featuring on the pitch um uh at the moment but anyway i digress on that situation um he looks like uh he will be likely uh breaking into the first team in terms of being a regular rotation player in the next year or so if he is not loaned out um but in terms of his eligibility to play for armenia he is still very eligible to play for armenia uh although from what we understand and what we've been told by people close to him is that uh He originally wanted to play for the Armenian national team, but for some reason, and and we don't know why, and he doesn't know why, the Football Federation had shown, I don't even want to say little to no interest, but it was was actually no interest in in him. Um, He was later contacted by the Georgian Football Federation, whom he is also eligible to play for. He is Georgian-Armenian, and the Georgian under-21 coach uh, had several conversations with him. Uh, and he and he felt good about his decision to play for georgia. Um, he feels appreciated by the Georgian f a uh, and he it's it seems like they have instilled that trust in him, and if his performances you know continue to be good, it looks like uh, a senior squad for the Georgia national team can be a reality um and honestly, I think that would be uh i don't want to say a sucker punch because it's 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 a little bit disheartening that the football federation. Yeah it hasn't even reached out to the guy because he's clearly talented. You would not be playing for a Dutch club, um, Dutch first division club being, you know, a senior squad player training with the senior squad. If you weren't good enough. And if a player like Georgi Harutunian is good enough to play and being called up for the national team or, uh, Leon Ramos, or, or, uh, you know, these young players that are not playing what we would traditionally consider to be first team football, um, this guy is in a similar situation to the likes of, of Gorman Velian and, and, and Avo Um uh, regularly featuring on the bench of a first team. Uh, they, they should be more than good enough to be called up. Um, so this is someone that, someone that we're going to have to monitor a little closely. What are his odds on him actually playing for Armenia? I don't know. Um, and honestly, doesn't seem that good. But doesn't change the fact that he's not Armenian. I mean, Just look at his last name
2: yeah exactly. exactly if you're listening to this maybe they will call you up they they might contact you i don't know but just so you know we're we appreciate you so just do what you're doing and i hope there's a call that says you're coming home
1: man i would love that and you know what before we move on i think like as you guys
0: mentioned Every decision he takes would be commendable, and we love him no matter what. But as much as I hate to see it, I think the if he starts getting every uh, divisi uh, play time, that's when he get he will get the call. Um, until then, I I see I don't see it happening, unfortunately. But we gotta uh, like maybe turn this frown upside down, change the tune a little bit, and we are coming home to the APL, to Armenia, for the one and only um, Armenian-born and raised and based uh, footballer, uh, Football Gensler and Future Stars. We're going to be talking about Levon Valtanyan. I'm going to be asking you about um, the resident Armenian uh, player in the APL challenge, you've been in Armenia, uh, and and you know more than us, because you've seen it firsthand by now, uh, how the Armenian youth development works. Uh, Levon Batanyan is the star, one of the stars of the u 19 that made the lead round, so I'm going to be asking you a little bit about that later on. Brief introduction, he is a tank. He is what we need, and he's going to be giving your boy, Adam, uh, he's going to be giving on Rano's a bit of competition, although, of course, different type of player. He's a tank, a big boy, born in 2003, 20 years old now, plays for Noah in the Armenian Premier League, and as I mentioned so far for now, Armenia under-19, I think, and I'm going to be, getting a little bit up ahead of myself, I think he should skip uh, skip under-21 and just go from under-19 to senior squad like several other players did. So, Chardins, tell me about Levon, the resident Armenian.
2: So, Levon, he is one of the youngest players ever to make their senior Armenian Premier League debut, which is 16 years old and 21 uh, 23 days old he is or was the key striker for the u19 that made elite round now a description of who this player is his height tall which is 1.84 pretty good for a striker he's 19 years old already He's not the average number 9 type of striker but he's pretty well rounded uh and he's more of a, a fox in the box you could say so like a poacher kind of type of player uh now what he can do he can play all across the offensive line he's tall skillful quick quick and and tall combined is is something special, by the way. I'm just noting that uh, he has flair and great long-distance shooting, which we actually needed uh, against Turkey. Well, we're not gonna get into that. Uh, naturally, he'll keep grow- growing in height a little bit, so within a few years he might be, you know, he might be that kind of player to be useful in that aspect until the, you know the time he peaks and he's ready for. Uh, he's ready for senior uh, national team. Uh, He's very good, but the the thing is, he can be a bit selfish, so he needs to work on that. Uh, Scouts are already taking note of him, so that's good. And his coach, who is a former coach of Urardu, the talent developers, Arzumanyan, is working on this part. He was a sub at Punic and he got sick of that. So he decided to switch to Noah, uh, where he became a starter straight away. And now he's scoring goals. Which the number comes to six goals and two assists this season. Uh, there are still eight eight games left, seven games left if I'm not mistaken. So uh consider that he will he might score more. So uh And the goals come while being in one of the the, let's respectfully worst teams in the league because they sit last or pre-last with uh, Bukma. Uh, His youth (coughs) national team stats that Armin mentioned, uh, what he did is for U17 level, three games. uh, One of them was a big win against Iceland. U19 level, he has made one assist, which was against Scotland in a 3-2 score uh, in 430 minutes. So that comes to about seven games. He was a key member of that historical team that qualified to the elite round. Now U21, he's already been called up a few times, but he's still a U19 starter. Honestly, I think he should
1: skip U21. (laughs)
0: I uh, will I'll stick to that point, bro. What do you guys think about that? Like
3: we do kind of need on. I I, you know? I think he I think he's a profile that we miss on the national team. Um whether yeah. or not I think he's ready to get there and start, no. Do I think he can be someone good off the bench against lesser opposition? Uh, in something like the Nations League, absolutely, I think totally worth a go, and it really depends on who we're playing. Um, like you said, we don't have tall strikers; um, it just doesn't happen. Now, now obviously we have uh, we have Hrant right now, and we have Sadamian and Norberto Bresco Balakian, who are our current uh, starting you know center forward options. Uh, so I, I do think a domestic option will be really really helpful. Um, I would like to see him play in a better system um, because currently, you know, his output is good considering that he's playing for FC Noah. Um, So straight to the national team, maybe not now. Uh, I do think he should play for the under 21s a little bit more. Not that I do think our under 21 coaching is absolute garbage, but uh, that's a whole other topic. Um, but I do think he's he's definitely one to watch, and that's why he's here.
0: Yeah, I don't know if U21 would do him many favors. But as you mentioned, like off the bench for a senior national team, depending, depending on how uh, the game is going, because uh, he would be so helpful on strategic occasions. Like when you need a fox in the box, as Charlie mentioned for like to get us an equalizer or to turn things around and win the game. So it depends. Uh, hopefully Petrakov is taking notice of him, though. Uh, such a profile we need, as you mentioned. Adam, I'm going to be asking you about the next candidate, the next uh, Armenian national team candidate and Football Candle Future Stars member. We we're talking about David Sarkisian, a setback born in 2005 that makes him uh, 18 years old from an- another big club yeah in belgium royal antwerp uh and i'm gonna be mentioning uh, asking you about him because your boy herant might do him a little bit uh, of a favor if things add up and and pieces fall into place tell me about all about
3: david so, oh, well, I'll talk about that second part. Um, so, David Sarvisian, born in 2005, uh, is currently a player uh, for Antwerp under 19. He is the captain of the Antwerp under 19 side and he is a central defender. Uh, Antwerp senior squad starting center back is Belgium national team and for IX teammate with Adas Osblies in the Eredivisie, uh, Atletico Madrid, Tottenham defender Toby Aldevereld. Imagine being the a captain of the youth team and being able to learn your craft from someone like him. Uh, not many statistics available on David at this time, but we do know that he is eligible to play both for Belgium and Armenia. But Armenia is probably the far more realistic option if, uh, if he goes professionally. Uh, he has not made any comments yet on who he would like to represent, and he does not possess any youth caps uh, for either Armenia or Belgium or any other national team for that matter. So he's a bit of a mystery at this point, at this point in time, um, but a player to definitely look out for. Uh, the Belgian league, as you probably know, is a very, very good league that feeds into the, the likes of Germany uh, and, and other surrounding countries very regularly. We know Sagi Sadamian recently went there uh, with Club Bruges and won the league scoring a lot of goals and having a defender come from a system, uh, a Belgian system that is used to producing world-class central defenders like Alderweireld, like Jan Vertonghen. It can be a great place for a young defender to learn. Um, There is somewhat of a link between Bayern and Antwerp, uh, and Bayern does love themselves some youth players. I think Armin is hinting at the possibility of maybe Hodz coming to Belgium to play, uh, seeing as his contract situation in Armenia, I, I mean in Germany, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I do think I, I we, we could talk about that probably on the on a, on a later episode, but but I think Hodz going to end up end up staying at Bayern, but we'll 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 see what happens there. Um, but speaking of, of Belgium, Belgium is a, a a country that's featuring an odd amount in this episode of Football For Future Stars, right, Amin? Because our next player. Uh, also plays in Belgium
0: yeah and uh, bro Belgium like honestly it makes sense like there's a lot of Armenians in Belgium and as I mentioned time and time again Belgium as a country as a football country is a youth feeder like it produces so much talent both homegrown Belgium ethnics, or be them French, French or Flemish, like Dutch, basically, uh, or be them homegrown of uh, minority origins, like our guys, or even bringing in talent from abroad and bring uh, and raising them in the Belgium youth system. Belgium is honestly, in my opinion, one of the best five youth development, like specialized youth youth development. Uh, countries and Europe and arguably more than that Belgium, Switzerland, uh, Portugal, and maybe one or two more uh, maybe in the Netherlands, but even then Belgium is Class and we're gonna be talking about class with Masis Guluk. I'm gonna be asking you challenge about the other Belgian Armenian. I Love this guy because it's he's another profile we need. Uh, and, of course, he, because he's a real patriot, and I know you're going to be loving him for this as well, Chadance. Uh He's so out and about, so proud of being Armenian. He's so versatile. He can play center midfielder, defensive midfielder, uh, offensive midfielder, born in 2002, and plays... For listen to this, an even bigger team than Royal Antwerp that is big in itself. We're talking about Standard Liège, a giant in that part of the world, known all over Europe, and also Armenia U18 uh, national team player Masis Guluk. Tell me about our young giant in
1: Belgium. Challenge.
2: Armenia is giving me all the tall players. Uh, so, Massis Gülük, <laughs> a bit of bio, uh, born 2002, uh, Standard-Liege, as Armin said, Belgium. No. Now, he's tall, 1.9 uh, 9 meters tall, central lane midfielder. Like Armin said again, central midfielder, defensive, can play also offensive. I don't know. He I'm trying to think of a, a player who used to play like that. I'm, I'm not sure who comes to mind. Maybe Huskets. Gerard Balak. I don't know. Uh, I might be wrong. It's uh,
1: a- and in Armenia, Rumi um, hofsepian
2: Okay. Well, I was thinking international players. <laughs> um, okay. So he's born and raised in Belgium. Proud Armenian. Just joined Standard B from Kaz six months ago. Yupan... It's not a bad club and and had him transferred to Liege. That's, again, a Belgian giant where former national team who uh, also defensive him for the former player, Hrach Yagan, used to play. Uh, now, he's pledged to Armenia's international team for U18 unofficially played for us. Could, could, possible... Be called for the u21 national team this year we personally believe he should be uh that's certain uh he's falling out of favor from the uh liege b team uh which plays in the second tier uh again not bad at all it's just it's just the second tier though uh despite having one goal and one assist in 240 minutes on his first semester in liege Boys, a part about national team what c- can we offer to our listeners?
1: A strategic, like, yeah. He,
0: as you mentioned, is falling out of favor, out of form and out of fitness. Like all of those things are combined. Uh, when a player falls out of favor uh, and stops getting minutes, fitness and form go together, unfortunately. Uh, which is weird because as you said, he's got like one goal and one assist and little amount of minutes on his first semester, it doesn't make sense. But that kind of player, uh, unfortunately, shouldn't be called for senior national team in my opinion. And this is always me. Uh, like I mentioned about Toran back in the day and he proved me wrong. He can also, like Masis could also always prove me wrong as well uh, on this, pa- on, on this uh, point. But U21 would be strategic for some players. Like, uh, I, I don't know who we were talking about just now. That U21 wouldn't be a favor. Like, oh, Levon Vartanian for masses. I think it would. I don't know what you guys think about that. Uh, Aram, U21, senior
3: national I, team. I think, I think, I think if he can commit himself into playing as a defensive midfielder, I would like to see him be tried off of the senior national team. Um, although, although I do believe reps are really important and game time is really important. Um, so I think under, again, under 21, I I think it would be really, really good to get a lot of these diaspora and Armenian players playing together in this under 21 team or, or creating uh, something I've been thinking about lately. Um, uh, they do this in, in the UK where the international teams have, have their senior national team, right? So England, for example, they have England, they refer to it as the A team and they have a B team and a C team um not this is not the under 21s this is not that this is senior national team A B and C and i think armenia should consider developing a system like that and and making in an armenia b team which would could be filled with you know these really talented domestic players that maybe aren't good enough to get into the senior national team i think a player like uh um Nadek grigorian i think is one that comes to mind for me Played super well domestically uh, for uh, his club, Urartu, uh, Scored a killer goal yesterday in the equalizer against Ararat Armenia in the top-of-the-table clash. But in the national team picture, it never really makes that impact. I think having a players like Masis, uh, having players like Levon Vardanyan, um, or, uh, or even Ira- Irakli Yegoyan, having them come in, play against other national team B team sides can give them reps and can also show us a little bit more of what they're about.
0: Boy, I did not know about that. That is some interesting take. Yeah. Why the hell not? FFA. If you're listening to this, take notes. We are at your service. So interesting, all this, and we're going to be closing with another, player that is part of the national team system, like Masis Yuluk. We are talking about Nicolas Rossi Marashlian, and this one is all mine. He is kind of my neighbor at this point. Uh, (laughs) He is from Uruguay, of course, Uruguayan Armenian, uh, 21 years old, um, starter for a continental giant with so many international titles. I'm talking about Club Atletico Peñarol, a huge team. Uh, We're talking Boca Juniors, huge. River Plate, huge. Uh, Celtic and Rangers, Ajax, that kind of team. Huge, huge, huge. Armenia under-21 candidate? I don't know how to put that uh, because he was about to play, but then COVID hit. More on that as I elaborate. He is tall for a winger. He that is, and for, especially for an Armenian winger, uh, he is one point seventy-eight meters uh, tall. That is tall. <laughs> he is a classic type of winger, preferred uh, left position, uh, but can also deliver over the uh, from the right position. Some actually. Uh, this is interesting. Some in Uruguay are uh, mentioning that despite he prefers the left position and he originally started playing as a left winger, this season he's been playing as right winger mostly. And that's where his best abilities come to play. He has strong ball control. He, his passing is good. One touch, two pass, two touches. Uh, passing, off-the-ball movement, dribbling. He can score. He's, he has a knack for going assists. He's good at drawing defenders and creating space for the teammates to run into places and, you know, working for the team. Um, he can improve. I don't know if physicality is something he can improve on because he's, like, he's already pretty well on that aspect. Um he can always improve, of course, especially considering he's young, football canton future stars, shout out, copyright, all that. But yeah, I don't I think his positioning could improve a little bit. Maybe like his decision making, maybe his fatigue, uh that does count as physicality, I guess. He played youth football uh for Uruguay Solimar, C S Corsega, uh and then Like academies, academy clubs, and then was signed by legendary Uruguayan club Peñarol. Like his brother, older brother, Diego Rossi Maraslian, uh, former LAFC star, now uh, somewhere else, he made his professional debut. We're talking about Nico for Peñarol senior squad during the 21 22, uh, of course, 2021 2022 season last year, uh, then, uh, since then he's been a regular, like he's starting, uh, all the time. So far he has nine appearances this season with one goal and one assist for the league, uh, played all three Copa Sudamericana, basically our version of UEFA Europa League and group stage. So (laughs) the coach loves him. Uh, the coach needs him. He's like, so important for them. Uh, Nico already accepted, as I mentioned, as I kind of mentioned, hinted, playing for us for the Armenian national team and being a part of the system. He was called up for the under 21 national team when he was 19 in 2020. But unfortunately, as we all know, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know at this point, COVID hit. That's the unfortunate part. And he never joined the U21. National team. That's kind of unfortunate because at this point, like recent reports do suggest this, and I would love this. The FFA feels Nico is reportedly more than capable and will be called up soon to join the senior Armenian national team. And of course, being a part of the system most likely he will agree. What do you guys think about
1: this sport? My opinion, he should be called right now, like yesterday.
3: Yeah, he's a, he's one of the more exciting talents on this list, for sure. Um, I think the, uh, up there with Mark Gevorgian and ones that I believe are ready for senior national team football, uh, Penerol has a match in an hour's time from right now that he's probably likely going to be a starter in. He is getting meaningful minutes for a meaningful club currently at the top of the league in Uruguay. um, And he wants to play for us, unlike his brother. Um, And uh, and he's at a club where players not only develop, but it seems like annually uh, there's one player that goes to a decent... Top five European League team. Uh, I think the most notable one uh, to to depart from Panerol would be Federico Valverde, who of course now plays for Real Madrid. Um, But there are other players that have made uh, moves to La Liga clubs and Serie A clubs on a very regular uh, occasion. So um, not not to mention that you know Panerol also has that really good relationship with LaFC. uh, Not only. Uh, taking uh, Diego Rossi out of Uruguay and into the MLS, which propelled him, you know, further. Uh, but also a player like Brian Rodriguez, who turned out to be a very, very valuable player for LAf- LAFC and later got sold um, to uh, a Liga MX side. Um, so I think a great place for him to develop. He's a very, very good player. He's not a... Um, He's not a direct winger like a lot of our wingers are for the national team. I actually think his style of play is is very is the complete opposite of a winger style of play of Girard Sharoyan. Charoyan likes to take the players on and be really, really direct um, in his approach and try to create his own chances. But the the value in in Nico Rossi is his ability to draw in defenders and create space for his teammates to run into. And that's actually something that our national team um, can really benefit from. Uh, Players like uh, Sperzian and Ranos can exploit those spaces that Nico can create. Um, And like I said, as of right now, we have a lot of talented wingers in this Armenia setup, but there is no clear starter for me. There's no clear starter at right winger. There's no clear starter at left winger. There are candidates as of now. We have Bichakshian, who we strongly feel should be starting at right wing. Left wing, it's we have Shahoyan, and, and you know, Nico Rossi can be thrown into that mix. And, of course, we have a lot of good domestic young players, too. Um, but nothing is given in, in this national team system anymore, and, and that's how it should be. So if Nico comes in, does well in training, and Petrikov likes him... You could see him starting against even Wales. Uh, I do think he will be part of the June uh, squad. I really do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everything points to that. Like everything hints to that. Nico joining uh healthy competition in most positions, but yeah. Uh we are we're doing really well. I know. And uh like uh I'm going to be asking you a question regarding like uh, the healthy competition Adam was hinting to and hinting about. Um, You as a coach, Chadens, Nico will be joining. We have so many uh, alternatives, especially in winger position. Uh, How can we exploit that to the best of each player's abilities? And uh, what are your thoughts? uh, Second part of the question
1: on Nico joining the national team challenge as a coach? Hmm. Tough question.
2: Uh, look, it's not like, like Adam said, it's not, it's not the clear. There's no clear starter. Uh, the, this position is, is, is a bit complicating um we have a lot of players in this position. I mean yeah he 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 plays at a top level and he can he can go much further uh but again there's no assurance on 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 what he, he will do for us uh and the thing is the good thing is that it, it's kind of like Tiknisian. I remember Adam saying that being young but having a lot of experience he can definitely bring that that is for certain in regards to how he'll jump into the team it's going to take some time
3: yeah that's that's a good point chatens i think you know uh, as of right now the players that we have at that left wing position um we have Jordan Baramian, who came on as a as a sub we had a uh, Norbert Sobresco Balakyan who was playing that makeshift left-wing, center-forward role against Turkey. Uh, we have Girard Shahoyan. Now, it, it, those players, obviously, Shahoyan, the one that we probably would focus on the most because he is the youngest and most talented at 22 years of age. I think taking Bayramyan out of that picture, maybe treating Balakyan as more of a center-forward with Sako and Hudan to create a, a more healthy competition there, and then you can have Shahoyan and, and Nico going head to head to see who starts or maybe even switching off who starts in these games and that in my opinion would benefit us dramatically because you can have when when you're playing a team like um, Latvia who are who are playing in June uh, you need a winger that is going to be able to create space for other players because we anticipate a team like Latvia to sit deep against us right? That's where a player like Nico Rossi will come in. Against Wales, you want a player that's going to be quicker, that's going to be more direct, that is going to be creative and creating chances, and that is more Girard Shaoyan. So I think creating the healthy competition and finding wingers and players in each position that have a specialized skill set, right? And this is similar to what we talked about earlier in this episode when we were discussing Levon Vardanyan and his usefulness to the national team. Uh, having players that play the same position, but that don't necessarily bring the same skill set, is I think how we can benefit the most. And bringing in a player like Nico and having him play, instead of subbing in Vardanyan in the 60th minute, I think will prove prove a lot more valuable, especially in the long run. And I think, and I do believe, that that's the type of decision Petrkov will make.
1: Could be, could be uh, I would love to see Nico, and I'm really excited
0: about this Armenian national team being so young and so
1: talented and um uh, I'm, I'm getting a little bit emotional and Give me a minute, everything good, Norman? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like we've been through the some so much talent. We have so much to offer. Like, as everyone knows,
0: I'm going to be like, this part, of, we're already wrapping up, and everyone knows that this is the Armenian Genocide Commemoration
1: Week. We've been through so much, bro. uh, Currently, even I mean, for fuck's sake,
0: 120,000 Armenians in Artsakh are being blockaded.
1: They're on the verge of ethnic cleansing. Like we still, bro, we still go through so much. Armenian sovereign territory, as we speak, is being occupied. Like our people are getting attacked bro and we are still moving on we're still progressing
0: we're still developing we're still growing so
1: football control future stars is a statement like we are alive we are not just gonna survive and whoever
0: likes this likes this and whoever doesn't deal with this. We're not just
1: going to survive, we're going to thrive. Football Games Future Stars is proof of that. That is future, bro. Like, the future is Armenian. Make peace with it and get along and get with the program.
2: It all starts um, with us.
3: They're, oh, yeah. they're There's a reason why we do this show. Um, There's a reason why we do this particular series. And and there is a reason why we're talking about Armenian, young Armenians from Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, and Uruguay. Um, And it's because of everything that we've been through as a people. So thrive we do, survive we do.
1: Yeah, every single one of you in
0: the audience can join, can do a lot for us and for each other. To close off Armenian uh, I Genocide Commemoration Week and football of on Future Stars episode, I'm going to be reading a short paragraph of a Baruch Sevak poem, and it goes that the flame never went off, which through long centuries kept on burning. It was indeed a fiery flame that was never put off by foreign winds. Instead, it it kept reviving. And unlike any other destructive fires, it never continued spreading. We are here, we will be, we will remain, and in fact, we will be more. So... Thank you for joining us for Football Kenton's Future Stars, Batch 4, and another Football Kenton episode. It's been a pleasure, and we have so much for the future. So stay tuned. This is not
1: over.